As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Head of the Pack, this time. Bill and I are sitting together instead of at different ends of the Lambeau Field press box here on, I guess this is a radio row here in Indianapolis at the 2022 NFL Combine. It's great to be back here, see everyone after a COVID year. Has Aaron Rodgers made his decision yet? Um, when is it, when's Kent going to get this podcast posted? That's, <laughs> I guess that's the question of the day. When, when, when does Kent get it done? I guess that is the question of the day. You know, McAfee Studios is only a couple blocks from here. We could probably go stake that out, see if Rodgers is going to show up there. Not scheduled to be on the show today. so That was good because I drove here today, and I was thinking, my God, if he makes a decision, I'm in West Lafayette. <laughs> That's going to suck. Yeah, that would have been a problem. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I wish we had more of a concrete update on, on Aaron Rodgers. Listen, the report came out the other day that they're, they're working on a contract. That's nothing new. They want to have something in place if they, if they get him back. All parties have said that they want – Aaron Rodgers to be a Packer it's just a matter of the money right now and we we've said this before Brian Gutekunst told us that Rodgers was part of the decision to bring back Tom Clements as his QB coach Aaron Rodgers doesn't say hire one of my favorite coaches ever and then say see you guys exactly (laughs) I'm out of here he's coming back it's just a matter of well I say that because that's what I think but um, it's just a matter of how much money he's going to play for I would expect it to be as everyone assumes, a short-term extension, um, you know, maybe a two-year deal, take him through the 2024 season. And as we've talked about, then it's up to what do they do with Jordan Love? Because you have to guarantee his fifth-year option after next season. And that becomes fully guaranteed upon signing. So you can't exercise that and, and then have Jordan Love Aaron Ro- and Aaron Rodgers on the roster in 2024 together. That'd be bad for your salary cap. When Rodgers is in the final year of his deal and Jordan Love's in the final year of his deal. And they're both making, what, over $20 million? Yeah, the fifth-year option um, based on last year's numbers. This year's aren't out yet. But last year's was $18.9 million. That's not going to go down, obviously. So no. that, that's a it's a hell of an expensive transaction to make. You know, Rappaport said on, God, every day is the same, on Monday that Rodgers is looking to be the highest-paid player in the league, which is, you know, you're the two-time MVP, you probably you should probably be, right? Should. The good, the well, thing well, well Jake, Greg Jennings disagreed. Well, so. that's Greg. Um, 
the thing with the short year contract is you can only put your bonus over five years. So if you do a two year deal, you can put in three void years, which lessens the cap. So there is a advantage for the Packers to go short on that. So for what that's worth, I know there's a lot of people who are up in arms about Rodgers getting a lot of money. Listen, I, I remember when I asked Devontae Adams before the season, you know, I'm pretty sure I've said this on here before, but when you become, you know, when it comes time to get your new deal, would you take less than highest paid wide receiver money if it meant you got to stay with Aaron Rodgers? And he said, no, because I'm going to be the highest paid because that's what I've earned. And it goes back to the old saying, you're worth whatever someone is willing to pay exactly. you. If someone wants to pay me $200 million to record this podcast that we do, then I'm worth $200 million because that's what someone's willing to pay me. If someone is willing to pay Aaron Rodgers $50 million, the first $50 million player, well, I guess Patrick Mahomes is, but if someone's willing to make him the, the highest paid player in NFL history in average annual value, then he deserves that. Yeah, he's 38, but people say that like he hasn't won the MVP back-to-back years. Yeah, you know, we, I asked Goody about, you know, Tom Brady's taking those team-friendly deals, and I asked Goody about it during that Lombardi boardroom session, and he kind of just laughed and said, yeah, Russ would love that, but... <laughs> He said he it, wants everyone to take yeah, the vet minimum. but it didn't seem like Goody was at all worried about the money, right? I mean, it seems like, you know, whatever the quarterback's going to get is what he's going to get, and they'll make everything else work. I mean, he didn't seem – I don't think this money's going to be a stumbling block in this. Right. So They've already Goody, freed up – well, they had to free up this space anyway, but they've restructured Jones, Bakhtiari, and Clark, freed up about $24 million. Yep. So they're about $28 million over right now. They can free up another fifteen point four. By cutting Zadarius Smith, that brings it down to 13. You can free up another 6.8 by cutting Randall Cobb and then maybe re-signing him to you know, a more, a more cap-friendly deal. And then if you cut, I don't know, Billy Turner or Mason Crosby or restructure Preston Smith, you're under the cap. Yeah. But you, then you have to— If you don't even touch Rodgers yet, I mean, you're going to— re- Exactly. His cap number is not going to be 46 points. He, he might get $50 million per year. That is not his cap number. If they give It'll him a two-year extension, they can free up around $11 million on this year's cap. And obviously, you know, transitioning into Devontae Adams, the deadline to franchise tag someone is One week a, week and two, a week and an hour and 59 minutes. No, that's 3 p.m. Central. A week and two hours and 59 minutes from right now as I'm saying this. So they're not going to let him hit the open market. You just can't risk that. That would be a, a fireable offense. Um, they're going to, if they can't come to an extension, they're going to use the franchise tag. But the thing with that is, obviously, the $20.12 million becomes fully guaranteed right away. And that takes up $20.12 million of cap space. If you extend them for four or five years, you can lower his cap hit by about 9 to $10 million for this year. So then if you free up $11 million with Rodgers, if you extend him, $9 million with Adams, if you extend him, that's $20 million. You're all of a sudden under the cap. You want to go out and sign Chris Godwin. I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, then you have a little, a little bit to play with there. And, you know, Goody said he would restructure a, a bunch more than at the time what had just been Kenny Clark. But, yes, they were in a very precarious spot with the cap, but they're already halfway halfway there and, you know, keeping their two best players, um, maybe it would damage the cap down the road, as you've written in the past week. Not maybe, it would. But in the immediate future, if they're really going for it now, uh, 
they should be fine if they give them extensions. Franchise tag is a different story since that takes up about $11 million more. Right. You know, Goody said that he would restructure contracts as needed throughout the season. And the Devontae Adams franchise tag almost becomes your piggy bank. I mean, if you extend him in, let's say, October, all of a sudden you've got $10 million to, say, extend Elton Jenkins, mm-hmm. who's going to be entering his contract here. is going to be a pretty expensive player, too. So they'll be okay. I don't think anybody cares about the 2024 salary cap. No one in Green Bay does. Not right now. Nope. And I get it. You're, the idea is to win championships, as I might have said in this podcast. This is not division title town. It is title town. And if you're, you're here to compete for Super Bowls, and Rodgers gives you a chance for that. And when he's not here, you reset the clock. Maybe it's Jordan Love. Maybe it's your 2023 draft pick who will be on his rookie contract. And while you save a whole bunch of quarterback money, you'll be okay. So they're not worried about it. And I don't think any of the fans should be worried about it either. Let's talk about the the biggest news, maybe even bigger than Aaron Rodgers when it does happen. The Packers are going to London for the first time. You excited, Matt? I'm really excited. I went to London uh, three seasons ago when I covered the Raiders, and the Raiders played the Seahawks there. It was awesome. That was at Wembley Stadium. This one's at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Packers are the last team to go abroad. Um, They're giving up a home game, yes, and I know people were up in arms, but they still have eight home games. So it's a normal year for the Green Bay economy, technically. Sure, an extra home game would have been nice, but um, they're giving up a home game. The opponent is not yet determined. It'll be one of their uh, 2022 home opponents, but the Packers will be the home team. Here are the teams it could be. I mean, it could technically be a division opponent, though I doubt it will be. Uh, It could be the Cowboys, Giants, Rams, Patriots, Jets, or Titans. And I doubt the NFL will want to put Rams Packers, Cowboys Packers, Patriots Packers, or Titans Packers abroad at right. an ungodly early hour. 9.30 Central. Oh, eight, it's 8.30, right? They'll, want, Central they'll want to make it no chance. Um, a primetime game. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Man, right? if I have to go to another country to watch the Jets or Giants <laughs> play football, that's ridiculous. We don't deserve that. But no. I'm just happy to go to London. And, you know, I'll be interested to see because the, the Packers have a pretty big following over there in London. I know I've been on the uh, the UK Packers show before, uh, the Irish NFL show that they've got a big Packers following. So it's always exciting to see. When I went over there a couple of years ago, I mean, you see every single jersey in the stands. I think people have really embraced football, American football over there. Obviously, the real football over there is, is soccer, as we call it. But um, I am excited to get over there. But... I have seen some people overanalyze this in the Abbey Road Photoshop that the Packers social media team put out. It was David Bakhtiari, Jair Alexander, Aaron Jones, and Rashawn Gary. Yeah, David Bakhtiari was in there. Yeah. I turned on uh, Get Up this morning, and they said, is the Packers social media team breaking news that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are gone? God, Can, Is he signed yet, Matt? Can we just move on with our lives? God, it's, is that the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life? Obviously, Jesus, they're not going to put them on there because... Then people will be like, oh, they're back. God. They probably will be. It's a Photoshop. Yeah. And guess what? I love the guys who run the Packers' social media account. Steven's my guy, but he's not making personnel decisions <laughs> for the Packers. I, be- I bet they can make a new one, Matt. I bet they can. I bet they, kind of, I bet they got the, the financial <laughs> wherewithal to, to get that done. To make a new Photoshop? Yep. Yeah, it'll be interesting. The The... You know, I wrote a story about it, too. I, I, I'm guessing the people in London would love Rodgers to come because they've watched some god-awful football over there. 
They've gotten the worst of the worst matchups year after year after year. I, they've had six, 30 games at 60 teams. Of those 60 teams, 16 have made the playoffs. 10 have been winless. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, just give them the crap. So I'm, I'm sure they would love to get Rodgers and not. God, <laughs> there'd be another tea party. There was Jordan Love against. Who the hell is the Jets quarterback? Zach Wilson. Yeah, there you go. That'd be a great game. Or the Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. I think Jordan Love might be better than both those guys. <laughs> Can you imagine? Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's get to some questions. From getting underscore bucks, can somebody please ask Goody why he thought the wide receivers and tight ends he took into the playoffs were good enough to win a Super Bowl? Maybe ask about Odell Beckham Jr. specifically or if he thought of acquiring a tight end at the deadline after Tunyon went down. I think Zach Ertz would have been a good fit for them from chatting with people. I think they would have had their eye on Zach Ertz. But Zach Ertz was traded to the Cardinals before Robert Tunyon got hurt. Um, and they wouldn't trade for Zach Ertz when they still have Robert Tunyon on the roster. And Robert Tunyon obviously got hurt in that game against Zach Ertz's team in right. Week 8. Wide receivers was, we know the story with Odell Beckham. That they offered him, hindsight's twenty twenty. obviously. He won a Super Bowl, played a, caught a touchdown before he tore his ACL. Sure, he would have been nice. But the reason the Packers didn't make the Super Bowl was not because of their wide receiver depth. It's because their quarterback played terribly and their special teams were horrific. He could have blocked on that field goal or the punt, yeah, right? I mean, he's your personal listen, protector. Hindsight is twenty twenty. yeah. <laughs> But then I didn't, I didn't hear anyone saying, why didn't they get Odell Beckham Jr. after the Packers whooped the Rams when they got Odell Beckham Jr.? The Packers won 36-28, but it was a lot more lopsided than that, I would think. The, the Rams had a garbage time score, if I remember correctly, and Odell Beckham Jr. played in that game. So, uh, and, and the Packers, at halftime, lost their most productive player in the first half, Randall Cobb. Right. So I didn't hear anyone at that time saying... Oh, the Packers should have gotten Odell. It was, oh, Rasul Douglas is great because he had another pick six. Devondre Campbell. And I wrote after that game, I said, you know, going all in comes in different shapes and sizes, and the Packers' formula is working right now, and the Rams, as of now, isn't. That aged terribly. But the point is, like, we can't look back on that now and say, oh, why didn't he get Odell Beckham Jr.? Marquez Valdez-Scantling was hurt. Mm -hmm. As maddening as it can be sometimes to watch him play and root for him as a fan, whether it's his drops or, or his inability to stay on the field sometimes, he's important because he takes the top off. He, he can go for 4-120-1 any, any given week, and uh, he opens stuff up underneath. Odo Buckham Jr. doesn't have that same deep threat, so I think the Packers would have been better off if MVS was healthy against the 49ers, but ultimately wide receivers didn't make the difference in that game. You know, what, what if Odell Beckham Jr. was was Alan Lazard open over the middle? Aaron Rodgers would have thrown it to him on fourth down in the fourth quarter? No. Yeah, there's a lot of things there, Matt. Um, first of all, the, the Rams, if, if Matthew Stafford gets intercepted in the 49, it, it shows how 
what a one play league the whole game, the whole or what, what a one play league the thing is. Mm-hmm. If Stafford gets picked off by Jaquiski Tart, the Rams are even winning winning that game. Let's let alone get in the Super Bowl. So one player doesn't make any difference. Um, another thing is interesting though. You mentioned Randall Cobb. If the Packers don't sign Randall Cobb at Aaron Rodgers' request, they probably have more money to make a better offer for Odell Beckham. I'm not saying, again, this isn't hindsight being 2020. It's just kind of interesting how things work out sometimes. It is. Doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just what it was. And who knows? Listen, we've talked about this before, but everyone hyped up Randall Cobb coming back for that playoff game. He was targeted once. The ball was almost picked off because it was was tightly covered. But, like I said, going back to that Rams game, Randall Cobb had four catches for 95 yards in the first half before he tore up his core. He, He was... A nice piece for them. He was. I'm not saying he's Odell Beckham Jr., but he gave them a, a natural slot guy that they did not have in Amari Rogers, and that was important. Yes, they probably would have had the money to get Odell Beckham Jr., but I bet Aaron Rodgers too would wouldn't change that decision that he made. It will be interesting to see. Speaking of Randall Cobb, like I said, if they cut him, it frees up 6.8 million in cap space. Um, I do not know Randall Cobb as well as you and the other people who have covered this team for a while and covered his first stint with the Packers, but I find it hard to believe at his age, what is he, 31, almost 32, that he wants to play for any other team that does not have Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback right now at this point in his career. So I think he would probably take less money to stay with the Packers if Rodgers is still here. I don't know that for certain, but... That would be my assumption. So I don't think it should be the most difficult thing for the Packers to cut him and bring him back to open up maybe $4 million against the cap instead of six. Yeah, I'd agree. The Randall Cobb of four or five years ago, not in a million years would he have taken less money. Um, everybody changes as they get older. I mean, he was so grateful Isn't to be that right? My legs are sore. I worked out yesterday. I'm sore as hell right now. I'm only 26. He's 32. Yeah, I mean, he was just so grateful to be here, and Rodgers is so grateful to have him. That just seems like that makes sense. That normally I wouldn't never say that anybody would ever take less money to play mm-hmm. with any team, but that makes some sense. I mean, there's a lot of questions at receiver, though. I kind of keep going on this question, though. Lazard's going to be a pretty penny. MVS is unrestricted. Is he, though? I yeah. bet he will be. I, the, so the second round tender is $3.4 million. Yeah, that's a few dollars. That's a few dollars, but so they have the, the low round tender, which they're not going to not going to give him he's too valuable for that if they give him a second round tender like they did to Robert Tunyon last year it's 3.4 million dollars and if another team wants to sign him they offer him a contract extension and then the Packers have the chance to match and if the Packers don't match they get a second round pick in return for Alan Lazard I know as valuable as Alan Lazard is in the blocking game you know as a pass catcher I don't think any GM is going to essentially trade a second-round pick. No, for definitely not. I'm just saying that, that, that when you're that far over the cap, going on $4 million is a lot of money. Right. But as I say that, now I'm remembering last year with Tunyon and Shannon Sullivan both, they tendered them both, but then they restructured and gave them four void years, so they actually became chump change cap-wise. Right, which, is, which they can do again. Which, judging by how they're doing every contract with void years, man, this salary cap in 2025 is going to be bananas. And Alan Lazard, uh, Alan Lazard was tweeting yesterday that... Uh, he's happy to London. He's tweeting his outfits that he's going to pull up to London in. So I think he's fully expecting to be on the yeah. team too. But, I mean, as it is, so right now under contract, you've got 
again, we're going to presume that Cobb's not here. You got, Liz, we'll say Lazard's back. Amari Rogers. Ugh. I mean, they're, that's, that's it, right? Because Malik Taylor's, well, he's exclusive rights, I think. So he'll, he's I guess he's sort of kind of under contract because they control his rights. But MVS is a free agent. EQ's a free EQ's agent. EQ's a free agent. Randall Cobb could be a free agent. Yeah, I mean, they they need some bodies. They do. I think, and that goes into our next question, any players they might target in free agency with whatever money that might be available. Uh, I Something tells me they won't be able to afford the top-end wide receivers in free agency. Uh, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Mike Williams, if he hits free agency, if the Chargers let him, which I don't think they will. Um, there's some second-tier guys like a Sammy Watkins or a Zay Jones or DJ Chark. Although he's probably more more first tier, even though he's on he was on the Jaguars, I wouldn't hate if they went draft. There are a couple intriguing a guys at the end of draft. that at that at the first round. You know, Jamison Williams, the stud from Alabama, who tore his ACL late in the season. Um, Chris Olave, the Ohio State wide receiver. Dotson from Penn State. Everyone knows that the Packers haven't picked a wide receiver in the first round since Javon Walker in two thousand two, but. Would they do it now? You, you know, it's a deep wide receiver draft, so they could do it in the second round. They've seen the success they've had from second round wide receivers. Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, James Jones in the third round. Um, and, you know, people have brought this up on Twitter, and you can probably speak better to this. Has Aaron Rodgers ever instantly clicked with a rookie, or does it take a little time? And, like, if Aaron Rodgers only has a couple years left, is he going to want to have to catch a rookie wide receiver up to speed right away? It's a great point. He's never been a big fan of it, but he's, he's never had a great guy, though, either. God, if, if you, you know, you know just, they had a chance to get Justin Jefferson a couple of years ago. Didn't obviously didn't work out, but that would have been, been a good pick. Jefferson was so good. I, I, Rodgers can make it work, right? He'll be, fi- he'll be fine. And if you got Devontae Adams here, and we're going to assume that he's going to be back, you don't have to press Joe Rookie into service right away. You can give them three months to get the chemistry going. So, But when December football gets here, you got a hell of a good complimentary piece to go with Lazard and Adams. That's from Penn State. His career punt return average is like 17 yards. That, that wouldn't be helpful at all, would it? Packers need a return. My goodness. So. That, uh, that seems like a pretty good pick. And Olavi can run like the wind. If MVS is going to be gone, that, that's a pretty good fit, too. All right. St. Elmo's cocktail sauce or Bruce Springsteen, which is more overrated by sports reporters? What the hell? Well, this I'll co- say Springsteen. I've had the cocktail sauce once. It, it was really spicy. It's great. I liked it. I've only had it once. Um like I said, I'm 26, so I'm, I'm not a big Bruce Springsteen guy, so I wouldn't say I overrate him or underrate him. Is that more in your wheelhouse? No, there's some songs that have worse than Mofsky. If Novoski is here, he's he'd, over there. He'd be fighting he's, us. He's not allowed to do non-ESPN. I know. He would. So he'd he be fighting us. us. I would say there are some songs of, of the boss that I really like. There are some others. It's like, yeah, let's see what else is on the next station. Mm. The cocktail sauce is legit, though. I mean, who the hell is overrating the cocktail sauce? I don't think anyone. That that's, that, that's a that person's ad is shoveling skull. So. They're that's, probably a Vikings fan. That's not a good take. Oh, Packers fan that survived two years in Vikings territory. Well, My he's, apologies. He's, well, PTSD of fandom, I guess. I don't know. I've actually, the last time I was here, I actually took three jars of it home from the store. Not from the store, but from, their, from the lobby. You can buy it there. Really? Yeah. It's great. Do you feed it to the chickens? <laughs> 
My, the kids bought parakeets. I'll try that. Jesus. It's a freaking farm in our house. Unbelievable. Jesus. We should get tax credits for having a farm. Anyway. Next one. We touched on this a little bit already, but we can expand on it. Thoughts on the London game and who could a potential opponent be? Yeah, I don't think... Um, well, that opponent's going to come out, Mark Murphy said yesterday. Might I add, and this is salty beat writer coming out a little bit, we did not know Mark Murphy was having a Zoom call yesterday. The pre- <laughs> the president of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, don't let the writers know. One of the most, the guy who runs the ship, one of the most important people that we talk to in our job. But uh, the writers were not told about it, conveniently. <laughs> Just the writers. And... Uh, I can only imagine that was because they didn't want us asking him about Aaron Rodgers and they wanted it to just be about the London game. Thankfully, someone asked about Aaron Rodgers. He didn't really give an answer, but uh, I don't think the NFL, when they announce it in uh, in short order here, near closer to when the schedule, that the full schedule comes out, that they'll put two marquee teams like the Packers, Patriots, Cowboys, Titans, Rams, the, the teams we mentioned earlier abroad you know those those games you normally see over there are you know the jaguars and the texans or some garbage game like that but packers giants packers jets that's a win for the packers either way i could be starting at quarterback and probably beat either of those teams so it'll be one of them over there um and i think i think it should be fun it's a great experience adrian amos did not seem thrilled with it on twitter yesterday uh he was joking that it was a 24-hour flight. It's only about 8, right? Because it's 6 from New York City. When I went, I, I went direct from San Francisco to London. That was brutal. If he wants to complain, I, he can talk to me about that. And then he said they're taking a cruise ship over. so they That can, was a great line. So they can practice on the way there. I don't know if that's physically possible unless they leave from... Yeah, I don't know if that's possible. That's a good point. Could you? I guess you could fly to New York. I mean, York. at least from Green Bay, you'd have yeah, to do it from the Atlantic fly Ocean. To, fly to New York and then that would take, take forever. Take yeah, take an aircraft you'd carrier to, over. You'd have to miss the previous week's game. That's okay. But uh, it'll be interesting to see um, what game the Packers have before that. Whether it's something where it'll be another long flight like a West Coast trip, then they have to go to London or East Coast. Do they stay on the East Coast? I, I don't assume they'll do that. But Mark Murphy did say, I think it was to Larry McCarron, that uh, Packers will have their bye after that week. So middle of the season somewhere. I'm excited. Yeah, I, you know, I was doing some reading about that. You, can actually rec- you don't have to have your bye. The Dolphins actually did not want their bye after the, the London game, but mm-hmm. uh, you can request that. Requested by that, I, I, w- I would guess Jets because you got the Lafleur Salah story angle, which you can probably get a little bit of juice out of the the friendship there. So, yeah, it'll be a bad game. Have, have fun covering it. Yeah, I asked Melissa, either. I asked my wife if she wanted to go, and now she she went to Paris when she was in college, and it's Paris or bust for her. So, yeah. So we'll see. Go there and get some haggis. Some haggis. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> it's an English delicacy. It's um, it's meat and rice wrapped in stomach. I think it's cooked on a stomach. I believe. What is wrong with you? <laughs> hey, moving on. No, that's how we end the show. We no, we, we don't talk about food and stomach. Well, Cecilia Bugface wants to <laughs> oh, she, wants she to know. Yeah, question? would you rather a decision from Rogers or Jim Beheim retire? That's a good question. Uh, uh, oh, my God. That is a good question. 
Um, you know, I would probably rather a decision from Aaron Rodgers. I would also like Jim Beheim to retire because I think he's r- running that program into the ground and it's making it so difficult to watch. They blew another game yesterday against North Carolina, but I would like a decision from Aaron Rodgers so we can stop all this guessing. I mean, I know that's what we do, but all this reading into Instagram and Twitter posts. Do you think I want to... I'm not trying to sound like I'm complaining because I will never complain about covering the Packers. They put food in my mouth. But um, I got better things to do than deciphering emotional Instagram posts. Good. I mean, I, I do not blame him at all for having a, a self-gratitude moment. But people ask me, what does this mean? What does this mean? Come on. What are we doing? Well, it's better than eyeball emojis, for one. Yeah, Zedaria um, Smith. Yeah, the, the Rodgers one was interesting where... Yeah, I, I'm sure he knew that people would go crazy with it, but I think maybe an honest to God in the moment he was typing from the heart and he didn't give a shit what people were going to read into it. It's like, yeah, what people read into it, that's their problem. It's not my problem. Right, and everyone thought he was going to be go on McAfee and, and make a decision. Either, yeah, I'm retiring, you guys were right, or no, I'm staying. I don't know. Why did you guys think that? What about my post said that? But he went on and said, I'm not making any decision. And he's not scheduled to go on today either, so the wait continues. Maybe it's next week. Whatever soon means, because we don't know what soon means. We don't know what soon means. Um, gosh. But the the almost fear, dis- again, this is hardly complaining about my job because it's better than digging ditches or something where you'd freeze your ass off in Wisconsin. But Which, I mean, Jim Beheim did work for, I believe, his father's funeral home and drove around really? dead, dead bodies. So That's interesting. Yeah, he had dead bodies in the trunk. That not, not I mean... Huh. That's not something we should get into. No, okay. Well, anyway, just the fear of doing anything and being out and about in the news breaks. And my, it's like, God. Well, you have a family. I don't. But still, I mean, you, you, what if you're grocery shopping? You're just going to leave your cart in the middle of the aisle and scramble back to Shea Steinman and maybe 15 minutes late. And I mean, it's, it's, it's all we live with. Yeah. So I would I like it over. I'm, I'm coaching my kids. Um, fourth grade basketball tournament on Saturday. So if, if you want to bet money on when he decides, it'll be Saturday around the first. No, so, he, sometime during the first half of that first game, and I'll be on the bench yelling at my kid to go rebound, and I will have no idea that news is broken. That's what's going to happen. I'll, I'll text you. Don't worry. Yeah, would you? Yeah, please. I will. I'll, I'll call my wife down from the stands. You got to coach these kids. Yeah, you got to coach them. <laughs> All right. Let us know in the replies, in the comments. Podcasts don't have replies or comments, but let us know when you think he's going to make his decision. That's as good as we've got right now, just guessing when he's going to do it. He loves toying with people. He loves drawing this attention, regardless of what he says. I don't blame him for it. Milk it while you got it. You have more than half your life where you're not a professional athlete and you're out of the spotlight. Do it while you can. I don't blame him. Um, In the meantime, you know where to find us. Bills at SI. I'm at The Athletic. We thank you for listening, as always. Now, we're going to go to a Brian Gutekunst press conference where he will say nothing that we did not hear him say when we talked to him for over an hour last week. Thanks for listening.